Hello and welcome to the second episode of Stone Bold Crazy, a monthly podcast where we bring you the good, the bad and the ugly from the world of rock, metal and alternative music. I am one of your follically challenged hosts, Chris, and with me as always, my esteemed colleague, Chris. Buongiorno. How are you? May we, may we? (laughs) Avec mon chat. Sorry, I've been watching... um... Only Fools and Horses a lot, so... Ah, oh, it's, it's nearly that time of the year where it's just on all the time, isn't it? It's generally on all the time anyway, but it's sort of like a bit, it's a bit of a tradition at Christmas just to have Only Fools and Horses on 24-7. <clears throat> yeah, so those of you that are confused that it's the 20th of November and we're talking about Christmas, Christmas in the Chris household, Chris... Duh. Duh. <laughs> um, has already begun. Oh, I yeah. Covered. De- decks are up, mate, yeah. Decks are up, the tree's up. There are twinkling lights around. Um, I'm Mr. Christmas. He is Mr. Christmas. Um, You've got to get as much Christmas as you can. So I get that. About mid-November is when I start enjoying as the Christmas. As soon as Halloween's done, yeah. Christmas starts Yeah. <laughs> in the Chris household. Not in Chris Juan's household, though. That starts much, much later because I'm a Grinch. Um, grumpy. Any- are you still grumpy this time? No, I'm all right this week. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm quite happy this week. Excellent. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I'm ill prepared, but I'm (laughs) I'm happy. (laughs) Maybe that's what I need, just to be blissfully ignorant of stuff and just yeah, yeah, start talking. Um, Okay, on today's show, uh, we've got a lovely little lineup of stuff for you. Um, We are going to be reviewing albums from Architects, their new uh, album, "The Classic Symptoms of a Broken Spirit." And Disturbs Divisive Ooh. album, which came out on Friday. So we have only had it for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, I think I can probably say everything I need to say about it in that time period. Um, mm. But we'll oh, get to already, that. You're already starting, aren't you? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Um, then we are our fu- feature, not future. Our future is unknown, as everyone's is. Um, but our feature this week is going to be Guilty Pleasures. So me and Chris are going to delve into our back catalogue and have a little, you know, you'll peek behind the curtain at what me and Chris listen to when we're dancing around in our pants. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a lovely image. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, And we've got our albums that we'll be reviewing. Yes. Yeah, I'm quite looking uh, forward to that, actually. It's one that... No, I, no more E17 this month. I've... So, I thought I genuinely thought about bringing the next D seventeen album in just to troll mm. you, but I've gone for something much more metal. Have you? Yes. Oh right. Uh, like Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> there you go. I was trying to think of a boy band that was just a touch more metal than the E seventeen. I don't. I genuinely don't think Backstreet Boys are more metal than E seventeen. E seventeen have got guitars and stuff on some of their tracks. Do they? And the man run himself over whilst eating fifty eight baked potatoes. How metal is that? <laughs> I think we've spent far too much time talking about E seventeen on this podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah. So our two albums that we're going to review, yeah. and um, that's that, isn't it? Really, yeah, that so, is that. Yeah. And then we'll let you know how to get hold of us. Um, we have had a couple of people um, contact us. My younger brother contacted us to basically... We did say, if you want to just give us abuse, then by all means. And he basically said some odd thing, like we sounded like a 
shit version of Steven Seagal shagging a cat or something like that. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. He emailed us. Oh, nice. I ignored it because it was my brother. And to he be fair, actually, oh no. Uh, to be fair, I've, I've sort of feel like I need to geezer it up a bit this time because I listen back, right, mate, and I fucking hell, I sound camp as fuck. <laughs> So I'm going to be a bit more of a geezer this time. All right, lovely. Okay. We also had a lovely email from Andy Dorr. Oh, yes, Andrew. Thank you very much for uh, reaching out. Um, And he had a couple of questions. So he said, uh, hi, chaps, loving the first pod. Two quick questions. Are you planning on bringing out any merch? And B, he said one and B, which I like. I like One and B. (laughs) He said, uh, where can I download the Chris voice for my Alexa, as it made me hard? <laughs> Chris Quan or Chris? Duh. I just think I think we're a package. Package deal. Yeah. yeah. A package to increase your package. Hmm. Um, the merch so could be a good idea at some point. The merch could be a great idea. If people have got ideas for things that they would like in terms of merch, I suggested maybe tiny leg warmers uh, yes. for your... For your Boiled egg, you put a little hat on it. And then turn them into little boldy eggmen. Exactly. That's a good idea. Yes, that's what I thought. Um, And also, we are going to be doing our own line of Buster Mankini swimwear. Yes. So. um, Good idea. That's what I thought, yeah. So, we'll have, yeah, you know, budgie smugglers, um, some board shorts, maybe. (laughs) um, All emblazoned with the Buster Mankini yeah, uh, logo that we'll have to create. That I've got to do. Yeah, yeah, that Chris has got to do. Yeah, uh, that's cool. We should definitely get some merch at some point, though. I was yeah. funny enough when I went to um, I went in the engine rooms on Thursday mm. to see the CCR tribute band. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome, by the way. Um, I was thinking to myself, it'd be quite cool if I had like a, just a t-shirt or a hoodie on or something. Yeah, it would kind of promote the pod a bit. It would. Yeah. And if we can start some merch, then you guys can buy some and you can promote the pod. Yeah. So. And line our filthy, dirty pockets. Talking about that, you've just reminded me, me and Chris have also actually been to see some live music this week. So um, we will talk about that. Chris has been to see, as he said, uh, Credence Clearwater Revival uh, Tribute Act. Yeah. Which Cre- we talk about. Clearwater Credence Revival. Clearwater Credence Revival. Impeccably named. I can yeah. see what they've done there. Yeah. Um, and I went to see, funnily enough, I went to see Architects and Biffy Clyro at the Bournemouth BIC, which was a very interesting gig. Um, and I will discuss that probably just before we get into the albums, maybe at the end of the news. Yeah, cool. Okay. All right then. So okay. should we whack straight on with the news? Let's whack straight onto the news. Do your jingle then, mate. <laughs> <laughs> news. News. Oh, that was a bit more metal this time. It was all right. I can go. I could go full like necro with the news next time if you like. Yeah. Give it some news. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Burst people's eardrums. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Awesome. That's right. What's been happening? Okay. <laughs> How exciting! All right, we we'll kick off with the most important piece of news. Mm-hmm. Better not be fucking status quo. There's no status quo news. Good in. This month's news, unfortunately, for all the Quo fans out there, of which there are millions. Apologies Um, if you could hear some rustling there. That was me getting my titties out. uh, So this kind of follows on a little bit from one of the news items in last month's podcast. Uh Uh-huh. Ivan Moody 
of Five Finger Death Punch fame. Yeah. He's not quitting the band after all. Until we record and release this and then he'll say, actually, no, he is. Um, He says he was a little impulsive and he's changed his mind and he's not quitting. I mean, a man who has various shit tattoos on his face screams impulsivity to me. I'm not over shocked. (laughs) I just find it crazy that literally last month we said about him quitting the band. Mm. Literally the day after the podcast went out, mm. he's not quitting the band. No. Oh Jesus! What a what a what a what a knob. I think if he does decide to quit again, he should be made to legally sign a contract. I don't know how you legally sign a contract. I suppose it, the signing of it is a legal bonding thing. Anyway, um, and I think that either Adam Lambert should take over. Yeah. Or Brian Harvey. Brian Harvey, yeah. Fuck's sake. Yeah. You've always got to bring it back to his 17, haven't you? You so can't him. help yourself. Could you imagine You cannot him. help yourself. Could you imagine him on stage singing the bleeding while stuffing... Yes, I think he would get murdered. Whilst ramming jacket potatoes down his gut. It'd be so good. Where, I, where does the jacket potato thing even come from? That's, you know, he ran himself over. Yeah. Yeah. So what he said, that his excuse was that he'd eaten too many jacket potatoes oh. and that he leant out of the car to be sick because he'd eaten so many jacket potatoes. I don't know how many jacket potatoes you need to eat to have to, have to vomit. 11, I think. So he's eaten 12 potatoes because 11's the limit. I'm yeah, 11's the limit. So he ate his 12th potato. Um, I think he was in the car eating the potato as well, like just in his hand. Uh-huh. Anyway, he leant out of the car to vomit and fell out of the car and under the wheels. Right. And then smashed his pelvis and stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, whilst still fucking talking about E17, yeah. they started following us on Instagram. Yeah, thank you very much, Tony Mortimer, the and man, they, the legend. They liked our little post and and started following us. Clearly didn't listen to what we actually said, but... Yeah, they're still going, aren't they? Obviously. Uh, sort of. Well, obviously they're still going. Yeah, I mean, Tony Mortimer's still there. And the other two, one of them's gone back to being a roofer. And, yeah, I think the other one lives in Ibiza in a shed (laughs) under a bridge. Uh, Your knowledge on E17 is far too in-depth. I'll show you my tattoo one day. I don't know what's happened to you. I really don't. Um, (laughs) Okay, anyway. (laughs) Sorry? Any other news? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. We're just going to spend two hours talking about E17. Fabulous. It's a great day for me. Um, Yeah, news. Download. 20th anniversary. Yes, download. 20th anniversary, they're adding an extra day mm-hmm. this year and they've announced the headline acts and, uh, well, 60, 60 odd of the bands so far. So, I mean, I'm quite moist about the headline. Uh, so yes, Ma- Metallica are doing two days and yeah. and two completely different sets, uh, Thursday and Saturday, I believe, which, you know, that makes that makes my willy fizz. I've seen lots. It's funny because this like, download fans can be such tits. Like, and I love download, but as soon as there's an announcement, it's filled with people going, "Well, that's shit," and it yeah. doesn't matter who they put yeah. on. It doesn't matter. It's either that they bitch that they haven't got new blood on the stage. Oh, fucking hell! It's Metallica again this year. Well, well I must been, say that that is twelve years since Metallica have headlined download. Uh, I know. The, the complaint is usually there's half of the people that complain that they don't rotate the headliners enough and they don't give new bands or 
smaller bands like Parkway Drive yeah. chance to headline, or it's people bitching that they've actually given somebody else a chance to headline, yeah. and they're going, so you can't win. Yeah, they're going, yeah, why have you let them headline? They're not metal. Well, so and then you've also got Slipknot headlining and yeah. Bring Me the Horizon, mate. Mate, I genuinely think they will do a fucking top-notch job. Of probably. Yeah, probably. I know when you hear Bring Me the Horizon, you now think of them and Ed Sheeran on stage and that sort of thing. But lest we forget, like, even in their later stuff, they've got some big tunes. Yeah. And, like, they're not stupid. I mean, Ollie Sykes is a bit of a knob, but they're not daft. They, they know they're playing to a, a majority metal and rock yeah. fan base. They're gonna play stuff off. There is a hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're gonna play some paternal stuff. They're gonna play stuff off. That's the spirit. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I bet that. I bet they'll be great. Mm. But I'm just sort of be, not become an anti fan of Bring Me Horizon. But I just have gone off them a bit in recent I, years. I think part of the problem and part of the backlash to Bring Me the, the Horizon is actually their success. And that's not having a pop at you going, oh, you don't like them because they're successful. Yeah, but I maybe. think because of the steps that they've taken that have led to them being successful, there's a whole host of bands in their wake that are now following the same trajectory. Yeah. Which we'll talk about in a bit. Yes, let's. Um, <laughs> but I've seen, I have seen them live, and yes, Ollie's not a great singer, but he is a very good front man. He is a good performer, and they put on a very good show. So I think they'll be very good. Slipknot, oh. weirdly, this year are the kind of okay, cool. They'll be yeah, fantastic. I, I think. But... I, I think for the twentieth anniversary, I think that's a pretty decent headline lineup. Yeah, I think that's probably the best they could. It's have... not like there's no Iron Maiden. Yeah, you yeah, know, I, I think it's a great. I, I think it's pretty. It's pretty decent, really. For and if it's your twentieth anniversary and you're a rock and metal festival, why obviously you would get the biggest metal band. In yeah. the world ever, yeah, to headline, and if yeah. you can give them, to, if they agree to do two, yeah, two crazy, days, yeah, with completely different sets, yeah, that's, no... that's going to be awesome. I mean, I I was kind of hopeful that I would actually be able to go because I can't, um, I can't go to um, Bloodstock next year mm. because it clashes with with a um, holiday to Disney. I'm t- taking the kids away and mm-hmm. um, download kind of clashes with a couple of other gigs I've already got booked and yeah it's just I'd have loved to have gone to this yeah it'd be but, fab. but it's just just not doable one I'm interested to see what the two sets are that Metallica do I'm yeah, hoping well that... uh funnily enough I mean another part of the news that I've got down here is is Metallica news so I kind of maybe have a bit of a theory on that kill them all yeah. Is their 40th yeah. anniversary of Kill em All, is it, or something like that? No, so I'll swing into this now. So on the 6th of November, Metallica held like a, a tribute concert mm. um, to the couple that, that founded Megaforce Records. Mm-hmm. Um, man and wife called uh, Johnny and Marsha Zazula. Um, unfortunately, they both passed away sort of about in the last 18 months in separately. Um, so they held a tribute concert um in uh at a hard rock hotel in in Florida mm. and they played a 16 track set list just from the Kill 'em All and Ride the Lightning albums right um 
because that was the, the first two albums yeah. that Wonder Megaforce. And, and those guys basically they gave them their break, yeah. basically. Um, so I don't know. Maybe potentially they'll do like night one. They'll maybe do something like that. Yeah, possibly. Like, you know, I wonder whether they'll split it into. Oh, the thing is, they can't split it into new stuff, old stuff. Because if you if they did the first four albums yeah. on one night, yeah, you're gonna have a lot of really pissed off people yeah. for the rest of the for the other night, yeah. Because not being able to see like the fucking master of puppets and yeah. things like that on the second night, people are gonna be pissed. But it'll be good. I must admit, I was looking at the um, obviously the the poster that they've got up is just done in alphabetical order. Yeah. Um, the looking at the the, the other names on the on the lineup that have got their own font and their own logo and stuff which are obviously going to be either second stage headliners or or uh band lower down the yeah the thing um i think it looks good there's a pretty decent oh, mixture of new and old bands yeah, yeah. i mean you, you've got i mean ghost are there um mind you i mean download pretty much has everyone generally every year anyway i think they've been really clever because i mean for me if I look at it, Alexis on Fire, Architects, The Distillers, Disturbed, Evanescence, Ghost, I Prevail, Parkway Drive, Pendulum, Placebo, Simple Plan. Ask and Alexandria there. Yeah, Veal Vallow and Within Temptation. No else is there. Go on. I Prevail. Yes, I know. Well, I, this is the thing. I was looking down it and I was trying to think, well, who would, which of those bands just below the headliners would go on each night? And I was thinking about it and like, I Prevail, Pendulum, Architects seem like the perfect bands to sub Bring Me the Horizon. I'd fucking love to see Pendulum. Yeah. I mean, they just, they're, they're the perfect bands to yeah. sub Bring Me. Ghost um, and Disturbed seem, or, or Ghost probably, and someone else for Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. And then Parkway Drive are the absolute perfect sub headliner for Slipknot. Yeah. I mean, if anyone is going to get that crowd frothy yeah. on the last night yeah. to fucking hit it hard for the headliner it's going to be Parkway Drive yeah it? yeah so. no it's um, it looks good the it, does. It, it, it does it does look really good so yeah I'm just a bit gutted I'm not going to be able to go unfortunately but mm. there you go you can't, do it. can't do it all can you no you can uh, yeah moving on uh, Zach Wild yeah he is learning the Pantera material uh, apparently, he's been learning from YouTube videos. Has he? <laughs> apparently so. He's done in an interview. Um, yeah, got himself a whammy pedal for the first time ever. Right. Apparently. Um, just so he can, um, you know, do his best... Um, impersonation. Impersonation. I was trying to think of something a little bit tribute. more... Yeah, his tribute. best tribute to Dime, yeah. Um I think I mean, they've they've definitely picked the guitarist right because not only is Zach an amazing guitarist, he was also obviously friends yeah, with Dimebag. Totally. Um, I, I'm still a little bit unsure as to how this tour is going to go down. I mean, yes, you've got Phil, yes, you've got Rex Brown, but the Abbott brothers not being part of a Pantera tour seems sort of blasphemous to me. A little, yeah, I I tend to agree. However, I'm more in that camp of. Pantera is one of those bands when I was, oh, I must have been 16, 17, and I got hold of Cowboys from Hell and loved them ever since. Mm. And 
that's one of those bands for me that I've always been just fucking gutted that I've never been able to see. Mm-hmm. So whilst it is not fully Pantera, it is still Pantera. It is still Phil on the vocals mm. and and yeah, it's not Dimebag and it's it's not Vinny on drums, but I'm sure Zach Wilde is going to do amazing. Yeah, I don't doubt with little. It's Pantera tunes, yeah. so Pantera tunes live will sound fucking great because they're Pantera tunes. But you know, yeah. it's like any time you ever go to a gig, and you're kind of sat round waiting for a band to come on, and they're playing music over the PA. Yeah, and whenever they play Walk, just the whole fucking place erupts. It just erupts yeah. every fucking time. Um, so yeah, if if. I get the chance to see them, I will definitely be fucking there. Yeah, I'd be very interested, I must admit. Um, but they've got a few festivals lined up at the moment, um, mostly in South America, but they've got a few a few lined up in Europe as well. Mm. They're doing Rock Am Ring in Germany, actually, next year. Nice. Um, so, yeah, and in an interview, he's kind of intimated some of the tracks he's been learning, so... Some of the things they probably will be playing live. Money for nothing. Money for uh, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Love shack. Walk of life. Walk of life. Yeah. Yeah. Rocking all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see Pantera do a cover of Rocking All Over the World. I would. I'd love um, that. Yeah. No. Uh, what's he even saying? Uh, so walk. Obviously, Cowboys from Hell becoming. Which How is, does he not know how to play walk? I don't know. Well, maybe that's one he did know. Every man, every man who's ever tried to learn to play guitar has tried to play walk. And yes, it's a very difficult song to perfect. It's a pretty easy song to play, but it's a very difficult song. Surely somebody of Zach Wilde could listen to it and by ear go, yeah, I know what he's doing there. Okay, cool. Other than the solo, which is fucking weird, isn't it? Because all of his solos mm. are weird, but great. Yeah, so Zach, get off YouTube and just yeah, yeah. You tell him, Chris Juan. You big beefy fuck. Um, Skindred have got a new album coming out. Yeah, I saw that. Which I'm wet about. What's it called? Happy day, good nice times. It's called Smile. That's the one. Um, Happy day, good times, nice times. It's their eighth album. Um, Yeah. Um. A uh, single on the album is out now called Gimme That Boom. What? I wonder what that means. Um, yeah, it's coming out next year at some point. Don't know when. Um, oh, it, I saw it the other day. It's summer, so it's like June, I think. Oh, so is it? just in time for download. That's annoying. Because, Something like that, May, June. Because we've got tickets for the Takedown Festival in April. Yes. And yes. Skindred are there, so I was kind of hoping it was going to be out oh, they'll play stuff before it. then. I'm just looking it up now. Oh no, it's August. Fourth oh. of August, twenty twenty-three. Oh, okay. Oh, that's been updated recently then, from yes. when I made my news notes. I saw it on Twitter. Oh. Um, but yeah, fucking, I absolutely, fucking, absolutely shitting hell love Skindred. I'm fond. Uh, especially live. Yeah, I, they are one of my favourite bands to see live. They yeah. are so engaging with the crowd so good they're one of those bands that like you could also take somebody who doesn't like me yeah yeah i, I actually <laughs> jesus wet <Sorry. laughs> yeah. 
You're right there. Yeah, that was it's a, not the vid, is it? That sneeze came right from my anus. Crumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you're about to say. That I, I I tend to if I'm trying to force metal down people's throats, mm. which I do on a regular basis, yeah. I'll kind of use Skin Dread as a bit of a gateway mm-hmm. band for that. Um, such a party vibe, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're awesome. And like I say, live, incredible. Best, mm. um, probably not not this year, last year when we saw Skin Dread at Bloodstock. The best, the best act I saw there. Just fucking they're great. Super, I love them. They're always brilliant. And we they're... first saw them at Hammerfest, didn't we? Yeah. In that little, little tiny little stage, little, little, little and oh, it was room. it was amazing. I think that was on the Shark Bites and Dog Fights tour. Right. Well, no, it was before them, wasn't it? No, I think it was that album. Was it? I think so. Funny hell. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So excited for that. Um, also excited for this. Not that we'll be able to go because this is in Las Vegas. Um, that sick new world tour that they've just announced. What's that? The New Metal Festival. Oh, yeah. The one I, I posted on the Sosuyaz. Um, System of a Down to headline. Corn, Deftones, Chevelle, Evanescence, Papa Roach, Alien Ant Farm, Fever 111. <laughs> um, like, that's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, that will be fucking brilliant. I just, I just really hope they bring that over here. It just sounds like a really fun time. Yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Fun time, and, Frankie. And for like older folk like us, that's proper going to bring back a bit of nostalgia as well. It will. It'll be brilliant. Um, yeah, so let's just Although hope they bring that over here. Apparently, what's the system are now pretty damn shocking live. But Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. Oh, don't tell me that, because System of Down, again, band I love, a band I've never seen live. So... You know, if I get the chance to see them live, I'll jump at that. So, yeah. Uh, and then the final bit of news, um, which I'm overly moist about. Tenacious D are touring next year. And I have tickets to go and see them at the London O2. That'll be very nice. They cost I'm about sure be... £674 each. Yeah, I can't imagine that. It's, it's extremely expensive, but... I fucking love the D. I quite like them. They're all right. Oh, and they're brilliant live. Yeah, I bet they're good fun live. I saw them. Um, they were supporting Metallica in Dublin. Dublin? Yeah, one one time I flew over to Dublin to see Metallica and Tenacious D was supporting them with the darkness. Oh, that's a, that's a good The darkness, fun Tenacious D. Was it? Oh, God, I do get mixed up. Yeah, no, I'm sure it was. The darkness, Tenacious D and Metallica. Yeah. I used to love the darkness. Yeah. What yeah. about the band? No, just the the, the ambiance. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the end of the news. Jingle time. End of the news. Ah, oh, yeah. Got to work on the jingles. I'm afraid. I you do, what, <laughs> I completely forgot that I was going to try and make jingles up on the spot. If I'm totally honestly <laughs> uh, honest, but then that does. Um, I did say I was ill-prepared, so... Yeah, you did. Yeah. I wasn't lying. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, just before we get into the reviews, then, I went to go and see... Clearwater, Clearwater Credence. Clearwater Credence Revival. Yeah. 
Um, having slightly funny story, we booked the tickets mm. thinking it was the actual band, actual CCR. Yeah, and it wasn't until like a month later that we realised, hang on, it's Queen's Clearwater Revival, and then realised it was a tribute band. Yeah, but they were thirty quid a ticket. Jesus. Yeah, I know. So hence why we thought we were seeing the real fucking band. But oh god, tell me, mate, they were fucking superb. They were superb and you know every credence track as well. Do you know what? Funny, it's brilliant. It's funny you should say that you know every credence track. A few years back, my dad bought me Credence Clearwater Revival album. For <laughs> oh, I remember this story, yeah. And said, and I opened it and I went, I was like, oh, cheers, Dad. And I opened it and I went, who's this? Because <laughs> I'd never heard of them before. And he went, they're your favourite. And I went, I don't know who the fuck they are. <laughs> no, 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 they're your favourite. And I was like, I think they're your favourite. And you bought me an album for yourself. And he was like, no, 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 you love them, you love them. And... In the end, I, I, I don't think I listened to it. I think I literally left it at his house to, for him to listen to. Cause really? I, I was pretty sure that it was... He a, bought it for himself. Yeah. Um, but then it wasn't actually until um, a, 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 a few years later, it's probably playing like Guitar Hero Metallica when there was like Tuesdays Gone and stuff yeah. like that on there. And I was like, oh, originally by Green's <clears throat> Clear or Revival. And then I... And then you go, oh, that's a song from Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. And then you hear all these fucking songs in films and stuff, and you go, fuck me, I do know loads of their songs. Boris Gump soundtrack and yeah, stuff like that. They yeah. are very good. They're, they're brilliant. And like I say, this the, this tribute band were brilliant as well. And even though it was 30 quid a ticket, I would go and see them again. Mm. It was that good. Mm. So, and for, and the first time I've been to the engine rooms, believe it or not. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I quite like the engine rooms. Yeah, it's all right. It's an all right little venue, that. Um, and funny enough, if you fancy this, uh, next year, uh, I think it's like November, they've got a Offspring and Green Day tribute there. Have they? And I quite fancy that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, yeah, so if you're up for that. Um, yeah, we went with um, our neighbours, Faye and Justin, our camping buddies and gig buddies. Yeah. Nice. yeah it was nice, yeah. Nice. So where have you been then? You've been to see you've been to see someone this week, haven't you? I have. Yeah, me and I went a bit more geezer then, do you notice? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cush day, <laughs> Yeah, so all right, what what happened? No, um so me and my brother went down to the Bic in Bournemouth to see the very last date of the Biffy Clyro tour, UK tour. Um, and they were supported by architects. Uh-huh. So um it was a very nice night. It was a very good night. Um, I will go into a bit more depth than that. Um, I thought it was a bit odd that they were playing at the BIC, if I'm honest, because yeah. um, I think the O2 was one of the venues. They were playing like the Glasgow SSE Arena. Yeah, that's pretty small for Biffy Clyro, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, all the rest of the dates were pretty big. They were all indoor arenas. It's yeah. like the whatever the Birmingham Indoor Arena is now called, the... Utilita, yeah, the Utilita falafel machine yeah. or whatever it is, um, and then their last date of the tour on a Tuesday night was the Bic in Bournemouth. Mm. So it was a bit bizarre. Um, okay, so from the offset uh, on the drive over there, and when I booked the tickets, I did sort of think to myself, "Hmm, architects." 
Vivi Clyro, that's an odd combination. I know that Simon Neal had been on the 2021, for those who wish to exist, Architects album on the song Goliath. Right. And sounded fucking amazing. Um, so I know they have a connection. They're obviously you know, friendly enough. Yeah. But I did sort of think, if you listen to the sort of music that Architects have made their kind of yeah. name with over the last 10, 15, 20 years, and then you listen to Biffy, they're quite different. Yeah. Um, and you could see that in the crowd. Yeah. We got there to the Bic and the crowd for Biffy, and largely were there, largely for Biffy, were very diverse. Um, people of our age, people much older than me, um, what looked like kids. Um, yeah. I know that probably means they were like 30 or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, have you ever have you ever tried to have a conversation with a twenty two year old? No, I don't. It's bother. impossible. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's impossible. Well, they're looking down at their bloody phones, aren't they? Yeah, looking at their screens all the time. Your bloody kids, your kids with your phones and things. Yeah, your phones and your and your health. Yeah, and your primes. Yeah, You're drinking your prime. And yeah, and your flat at... stomachs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And your fucking hair, your, and your zest, <laughs> your zest for life, you yeah, bricks, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So we got there early because we wanted to see architects, um, and when we got into the actual venue, the standing area, um, it seemed very, very empty. Um, by the time architects came on, it had filled up a bit, but it was probably two thirds full, Ooh. I reckon. Uh, yeah, maybe half to two thirds. It wasn't packed. They were good. They weren't the best I've ever seen them. Like I've seen architects at Brixton and at Ali Pali on their own shows, and they were blistering, like yeah. fucking transcendental. They were that good. Yeah, they were good. The With thing this. is, I, 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 on that subject, I kind of do think that a lot of the time, if you see, uh a big band that are a support act for a bigger band, mm. they're generally a bit naff. Like, uh, back early days of Five Finger Death Punch, I fucking, live, they were fucking superb. Mm. And then I went and saw, oh, I can't remember who I went to see. It might have been Avenged Sevenfold, and they supported Avenged Sevenfold. Mm. And... They were awful. Mm. So I kind of think sometimes when it's not their own. I definitely think you can't, you can't, I don't think you can judge any band who are in a support slot as harshly as you would at their own gig. Yeah. So Agreed. I am going to caveat that. Yeah. And say architects were very good. They sounded very good um, for the most part. And they put on a show. Yeah. They gave it a fucking good go, you know. Um, however, it was a bit odd. Like, the sound guy or the sound tech clearly had issues for the first song because okay. it was all over the place. Like, literally for the first minute of the song, the electronic sounds were, like, through the roof, air blitz, oh. and you could barely hear anything else. The guitars were all over the shop. It sounded fucked. He managed to get it... Just like the new album, then. Managed to get it together... And the sound was really good. And actually, what I will say is they played a lot of 
they played no nothing earlier than holy hell so right 2018 yeah they didn't play anything off all our gods have abandoned us or lost forever lost together mm. so it was all mostly the last two albums they played i think one song off holy hell and that was uh why have i got daybreaker in my head it's not fucking daybreaker doomsday which is a ch i fucking love doomsday it's an absolute <laughs> tune <laughs> But everything else was from the uh, from the last two albums. What I will say is the stuff from the new album sounded way heavier live. Yeah. Much chunkier. Everything was just more aggy. Sam now, the, the singer now, can really sing. Like, he always used to be very, very good at the really aggressive, deep, growly stuff and, and the screams. But, he could, it, you know, he was never like, can he actually sing? Now mm. he can really fucking sing. Can he? And he looks... Uh, mate, live he was yeah. belting it out, um, and he looked like a rock star. Do you know what I mean? He's made that jump from being like when he used to go and see him. He used to look like a metalhead. He used to look like a, a metal singer, yeah, stomping around the stage and stuff like that, shouting, getting in people's face. This time around, there was a lot more performance to it. He looked like he was. Oh, I'm a rock star now. Yeah. Um. And he seemed to fit it. The rest of the band didn't as much. Okay. So Josh Middleton, the guitarist, who obviously took over from um, Tom Sert when he died, who's the lead singer and lead guitarist from Silosis. He's in the yeah. band, isn't he? Yeah. He looked, if I'm honest, looked pretty bored. Yeah. Like the stuff... I, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about that. Apparently he's just, he's just not the same bloke he is when he is with Silosis. He just, he stands, he plays, he nods his head a bit, but he's sort of in the background. For, we were sort of stood right by Josh and he was just playing, but he looked like he could be playing that stuff in his sleep. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't disappointed. I, I was disappointed by Architects, if I'm honest, but then I think maybe I thought I was going to get something. I think I thought I was going to get something that I, that I probably shouldn't have done because they are a support act and stuff yeah. like that. The real talking point was the fact that Sam didn't look like he was having much fun, if I'm honest. He was really trying to G the crowd up. They were pretty apathetic to him. A lot of the people were much older or yeah. like just wandering in, having a little look, going out and getting a beer. There was a pit and stuff. They got a pit going. But he just didn't, he didn't seem very comfortable and he seemed really aggy. Like, he was spitting constantly, like, up in the air, into the crowd. And I was like, stop gobbing in the fucking crowd, mm. mate. What are you doing? And then, at some point, somebody shouted something in one of the lulls. One of the... Because he likes to do his talky bits in between the yeah. songs and stuff. He always does. Somebody shouted something. And I like, have later found out that it was... He basically shouted, play something heavy. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so that, that, uh, that, that does tie in quite nicely with some comments i've made sort of in my review for the new album yeah yeah so he shouted play something heavy you're gonna get stuff like that you know if you've made a step into more pop territory yeah you're gonna get the odd person shouting stuff like that it's gonna happen you ride with it don't you, you roll with it you just crack on yeah the show sam stopped confronted the bloke and said i don't come to your work and tell you how to do your fucking job 
if you're not having a good time, why don't you get the fuck out, you prick? <laughs> and I was like, that's a bit like, you're on stage, you're putting yourself up there. Yeah. You're back, you're going to get people that like you and people that don't like well, this you. Is the thing. Well, this is the thing. When you, mm-hmm. when you release any, any material, um, and especially when you've kind of, um, like changed it up a bit, mm. you can't just take the good. You've got to mm. take the negative as well. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, and he didn't like, and I've never seen like Sam drink on stage either. I'm not saying this is a huge issue, but he might have just been trying to g the crowd up and stuff. And he was like, ah, oh. afterwards he was like, come on, I'm gonna have a shot with you guys. And he pulled out a bottle of Goldschläger and was fucking necking out of the bottle of Goldschläger. And I was just like. Doesn't, he just seems irritated by yeah. the whole fucking thing and the crowd and everything seems to be pissing him off. What I thought was ironic, and it wasn't a good look for Sam, if I'm totally honest, I think generally he's quite an intelligent, switched-on, empathetic bloke, but he just had a go at this bloke. They played a song, the next song they stopped, and he said, right, guys, we're all fucking looking at our phones too much. We're all like, you know... Uh, there's all this bullshit and fake news and like pressure to look a certain way and be a certain way and blah, 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 blah. He said, I struggle with my anxiety. I really struggle to come out on stage sometimes. And, you know, I am aware that there are lots of people like me that struggle with their mental health and struggle. He said, you don't know people's backstory. You don't know where people are coming from. So you should spread love. You shouldn't be fucking shouting at people. After you just had a go at this fucking bloke and told him to fuck off. Exactly that. Yeah. I was like, mate, do you see how... Yeah. What I, I mean, that if that is a bit that he's rehearsed kind of thing, yeah. just don't do it that night. Yeah. If you've just lost your shit with somebody and you've given them a bollock and called them a prick yeah. and, and got the whole crowd against them... Yeah, and then just gone, what, you've got to be nice, guys. Yeah, be nice to each fuck other. Off. It's like, mate, you've literally just turned... The, the thousand people or whatever that are with you here in this thingy against one bloke because he shouted something out because yeah. he's voiced an opinion. Yeah. You've just said, let's listen to each other's opinions. Let's let's be more open to discussion. We And he literally said, we need, to, we need to talk. We need to be more open to discussion. Listen to other people's opinions and not shut it down and cancel things. Somebody's given you their opinion. They don't like your new music. They think you should do the heavy <laughs> yeah. stuff. And you've called him a prick. Yeah. Told him to fuck off. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Come on, mate. I am glad to report, like, so that soured it uh, quite a bit for me, if I'm completely honest. Yeah. Biffy Clyro were fucking magnificent. Yeah. Amazing, mate. I, I'm not a huge um, Biffy Clyro fan, but I would go and see them live, and I suspect they are one of them bands that are fantastic live. F- fucking amazing. In the same way, another band I've never seen, and uh, not a, a huge a huge lover of their music is me. Is he's no, not he's seventeen, because uh, I just love everything they do. Um, Muse, <laughs> yeah, I'd like Muse. I like I don't mind Muse. Mm. I like you know I'll listen to some of it. It's not the sort of thing I put on, but I just fucking bet they're bloody brilliant live. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the thing is with Biffy Clyro, they've gone through so many albums across their albums. They've done so many different styles and yeah. different things i loved the latest one because it's quite post-rocky mm, i'm not listening all, to it oh mate it's great it goes all over the place and it starts really sweet and a lot of the songs start kind of sweet and jolly and then they get into these really heavy like almost black peaks style like dang, 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 dang. um so there was lots of different stuff from all over their back catalog i don't 
necessarily love the really poppy Biffy Cairo stuff. Yeah. There was a bit of a lull in the middle where <clears throat> I was a bit switched off, but then they were going into their very radio-friendly stuff. Um, but overall, the fucking show was phenomenal. Simon Neal sounded amazing the whole way through. Um, he came out with a pair of board shorts on, like really obnoxiously coloured, like peach and white board shorts, some weird little tracksuit jacket, um, with like shiny loafers and pulled up <laughs> socks. And then about two songs in, he took the jacket off, so he's shirtless, so he's just wearing like dress shoes and board shorts, which was very odd, but they were fucking superb. I would highly recommend going to see Biffy. Yeah, cool. No, yeah, I definitely will. They're on the list for sure. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I did. Shall we start cool. talking about some album? Shall we? What would you like to talk about first, Christoph? Uh, should we do Disturbed first? Let's. Just, and then we can go back to Architects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, Disturbed. <clears throat> Disturbed are a heavy metal band hailing from Chicago. Chicago. Formed in 1994 with the original name Brawl. Were you Brawl. aware of that? Brawl, yeah. Brawl. Brawl. Like a punch-up. Like a punch-up, yeah. Um, with an, the original vocalist, Eric Awalt. Um, David Draymond replaced Awalt as lead vocalist in 1996, and the band changed their name to Disturbed. Yeah, after they met David Draymond. They thought, this bloke is fucking odd. <clears throat> their first album, The Sickness, was released in 2000. They rose to fame in that new metal era, but Disturbed aren't characteristically a new metal band. Um, you know, they're more, they have more of a classic metal hard rock sound that's kind of influenced by the likes of Metallica and Pantera. And there's certainly not Sabbath. a lot of rap in there. Um, you know, there's not that hip hop element. I would, no, no, definitely. Um, you know, they, they've got their own style and sound, which is unmistakable. Um, and, you know, no doubt that has paved the way for the, the massive success that they've had over the last 25 plus years. Seven albums, five of which have debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 charts. Fucking hell. Um, me personally, I've always been a huge Disturbed fan um, since The Sickness. The first four albums for me are just absolute gold. I, I love all four of them albums. I'm less keen on The Sickness and more keen on 10,000 Fists. Oh, really? Yeah. I still think The Sickness is, is their I best album. I love Phil album. Collins. Yeah. Um, for me, the music did tail off a bit since the release of Asylum. Um, you know, there's bits and bobs from the last three albums that, that I do like, mm. but they just don't give me the feels like the, the original four albums. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe you could argue that's a little bit of boredom setting in with like the same old, same old tried and tested, disturbed sound. And I guess that's the reason why disturbed are so such a polarizing band. That's why they're divisive. Well, that's why they're divisive. Um, Have I stolen you know, that from your notes? No, you haven't. No. Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah. You know, they've got a system. They stick to it. Mm. Um, they just they just kind of perfect what they already do rather than moving on. Um, but, you know, it it's radio-friendly metal, really. Yeah. 
Uh, and as time has gone on, they have got a bit a bit softer. Wanky. Um, and... They're like the sorry. Uh, think of me as listeners. Think of me as subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> they're like um, you know, the heavy hitting stuff from like the sickness and believe in ten thousand fists. When they could write songs. Um, fucking hell, man. There you go on. Um, one one point I do want to make, and I don't know if you'll agree with this. I I believe that David Draymond is one of the most underrated vocalists. He is one of the most underrated vocalists in a room that only contains David Draymond. Oh, yes. no, that is not fair. No, I, 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 I just, you know, cer- no, I think certainly can... within the metal genre. If I was able to separate David Draymond from David Draymond's voice, I might agree with you. I don't necessarily think he's got a bad voice. Why do you say... hate David Draymond? Because I think he's a bell. Why? He's just a very silly man. Why? He's... Because he he is like a pantomime prick, basically. Why? He oh, he's just. Uh, for one thing, he's he's quite an opinionated man, um, and in the past he has said some ra- rather daft stuff um, about well everything. I don't hate him. I just think he's a bit silly. I just I, I I don't take him seriously. I've never taken him seriously. I look at him, I listen to him, and I just go, well, you're clearly, you should acknowledge that you're a pantomime character, but you don't. You take yourself very seriously, which I find hilarious because, like, I mean, the fact, I mean, the, 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 the piercings and stuff in the chin make him look like he's a human fucking Prince Albert. <laughs> does he still have that? Doesn't he? Does he don't have that anymore, does he? Does he not? I don't think so. Oh, he's just a he's a he's a ridiculous human. But all power to him. Mm, I, I, you know, I, I, I mean, maybe that is exactly the problem. That's why he doesn't get the acknowledgement that he deserves. Yeah, because he looks like a cartoon villain. Maybe he looks like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle should fight him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're probably right, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, have you listened to the new album? I have. Obviously, you're supposed to be reviewing it. Yeah, I have. I listened to it a whole once. What? You've listened to it once? No, I've listened to it twice. <laughs> um, so the this, second one I didn't need. It's the, first, it's the first album in four years. Yeah. The last album was Evolution, uh, which... I did I, listen to bits of that, and I, I wasn't, really did I wasn't like a massive it. fan of that. That was that the one with the the cover on it. What was the, the one with the cover, the Simon and Garfunkel cover? Oh no, that was was that Evolution? Uh, was that the album before? No, that was the album before, wasn't it? Oh, it might have been. But well, that, I, I, I like I like oh, that, I cover. that cover. I like oh, that. I hate it. I like that, and I I think that's a good example of how good his voice is. Yeah, I hate I've got no problem with his voice. I think he sings it quite nicely. I just hate the cover. Yeah. That's all right. Each, um, each their own. Yeah, so sort of before I've, I've ended up kind of talking about all the tracks individually mm-hmm. as I was making my notes. I don't know how you've done that. Um, <laughs> um, so before I do that, just like some general observations of the album, because yeah. I've listened to it quite a lot. Yeah. 
because I take my job seriously. <laughs> um, there's there's no like you don't because you suggested we do disturbed. <laughs> um, well, wait until the the <laughs> listeners hear what we're reviewing next fucking month. Um, yeah, there's no major curveballs. No, um, D- disturbed just seem to continue to perfect and refine what they already do. Um, but there is less of the softer shit yeah. on this. Um, there is less of the the ballad tracks compared to the last mm. um, couple of albums. Uh, and there is more of the early Doors Disturbed on this album. Yeah, I agree. Than, than the previous um, recordings, which... Mm. So after the first couple of listens, uh, in instantly my reaction is, this is definitely way better than the last couple yeah. of albums they've released. Yeah, I couldn't Did agree you no think more. That? Uh, do you know what? It's going to surprise you. I actually didn't dislike this. Huh. I, I I had a, a perfectly lovely time listening to it. Oh, For okay. most of it. I wasn't expecting you to say that. Um, I didn't like the ballad. There is the one ballad on it. Um, yeah, with, you know I'm going to like the ballad. Yeah, I know, with the lady on it. and I. Just <laughs> the thought, lady. It's got the lady on it. And yeah. I just thought lyrically... You don't was, like ladies, do you? No, well, no, no. They're difficult and they're hard to read and, you know, they, they want stuff, which annoys me. Um, <laughs> they want stuff and they want stuff that doesn't make sense sometimes. They want stuff that they don't want and then they don't want stuff that they do want. Okay, now we've gone into another Chris Juan therapy session. Sorry. Anyway. Um, yeah, I didn't dislike it. I, I, I had a perfectly lovely time listening to it. Um, I, I, yeah, I didn't like the ballad. I thought the lyrics on the ballad are fucking daft. They're like GCSE poetry um, that got an F. Uh, it's tragically bad. Um, and I don't think they're very good at ballads, if I'm totally honest. Um, but the bouncy kind of stuff that they do, mm. I and he knows his way around a chorus. Yeah. Like, he only knows one chorus because it's the same chorus in every song. And as far as I could tell, it's 34 minutes of the same song. But I had a lovely time listening to that song. I have to say, when um, before the album came out, obviously, like on Amazon Music or Spotify, wherever there's like a a couple of the like single releases, yeah, aren't there? So I did listen to those tracks before the album even came out, and I, I, it was I think it Hey You was on there, and then it went to divisive mm-hmm. i think or it went to i think yeah and i must say the first time i was listening to it i didn't even realize it had changed tracks yeah it kind of just blended yeah i listened to seven tracks like that and i thought this is <laughs> I, I don't think it's that bad i'll i'll, I'll kind of say so, hey you opening track it's it's classic disturbed you know Oh God, yeah! Riffing the and... second song. Oh my God, it's so stupid. Oh, the I've second just... song. I, ah, oh, for me, it sounds fine. And like I for said, for me, uh, the the second song is the song on the album that is most reminiscent of the older stuff. 
don't necessarily agree. But no, bad man, it's called. Yeah, it's clearly about Trump. It's very obviously about Donald Trump. <laughs> like it's it's he's saying you're a bad man. You've done bad things, and you're making our politics bad. And stop doing bad stuff, bad person. Mm. And you get all the votes because you're bad. Uh, it's it's about Trump. Um, I didn't mind divisive. I didn't mind unstoppable. Unstoppable is probably my favourite track on the album. Yeah, I think it's mine. I think I quite really like good. love to hate as well. Um, um, I I kind of get to the first four tracks, and I don't have any complaints by yeah. that point in the album. Yeah. Like I'm quite pleased that I am getting more old mm. sounding disturbed than 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 the newer material. Mm. Um, I think. The next two, which is Love to Hate and Feeding the Fire, mm. they're they're both very more along the lines of the more recent stuff for I me. don't know if I could tell the difference um, entirely, but you're probably more of a fan than me. But yeah, I thought, like, as I said, I thought Divisive, Unstoppable, Love to Hate were pretty good. Hey used quite good, but I... And Badman is fucking daft. I mean, it is the... Oh, I like that. It is... Basil Brush Daft. That's how stupid it is. It's not a bad song. It's the same song, as I said, but it's not a bad song. But it is so stupid. <laughs> it is so silly. Um, don't tell me the ballad, which which features Anne Wilson from Heart. I fucking love a bit of Heart, I, by the way. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I just don't I let think their harmonies were great. Near. I think they I think they complement each other really well. I think they sound really good. I'm sure they do complement each other. The way that, like, dogs roll in fox shit. Like, they love it. They think it complements them. I like them. the guitar solo. All that solo happens is you end up with the well. smell of wet dog and fox shit. <laughs> I like it. I, I like the ballad. Mm. I, th- I think after the first four tracks, it kind of tails off, and then you get the ballad, which is a more, of, more of an elevating point for me. <laughs> Okay. The next two tracks are just like fucking filler that you don't even, yeah, like you you don't even acknowledge them. Like you can barely even pick anything out. Yeah, they're just filler, and then it ends with "Won't Back Down," which I think is quite a strong closer. It's I couldn't remember it. It's but... it's it's you know it's it's more of a the chuggy old school style I, and you get the you get the Draymond get up get up and the oh, and yeah. the ow and you get you know what I mean so you can't it kind of ends on a high point I compared do, to the midpoint of the album yeah I do remember that one now you said that actually with the Draymondisms yeah but I actually liked it a lot more I know I've given it I, I've taken the piss out of it a little bit but I actually quite enjoyed listening to it. Oh, I, I, I genuinely quite enjoyed I, listening to it. Overall, I would I like listen it. to some of it again. Yeah. Um, I do think it's silly. I, would, but I, I don't, you know, it was, it's a bit daft, but... But it's disturbed. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is disturbed. They are, certainly nowadays, they are metal for radio. Yeah, and they're very, and, very, they're very melodramatic and and silly they're not a cool band they've never tried no. to be a cool band I, I, I mean if they have they failed out spectacularly but the fact that they still use the todd mcfarlane like um drawings and stuff like that when spawn was mm. like stopped being cool about 25 years ago yeah maybe being not cool is cool apart from when it's not apart from when you've got david draymond 
They should call him David Drain Man. <laughs> it's so funny you should say that because when I was making my notes, I kept typing in Drain Man. I don't know why. Yeah, I just automatically kept typing in Drain Man. Um, yeah, overall, I like it. I think it is. It is a. I'm hoping it's a bit of a turning point to going back to the earlier like more ballsy stuff yeah. which think, which they have, have lost in the last sort of three we, albums the thing is we talked about this last time round of a band of disturbed sage you said that it dips off it doesn't really matter at this point in their career if they can release an album that's got three tracks on it that they can add to a set list yeah that people will enjoy I think, live I, I they've think, done their job really haven't I, they? I think they've got four off of this album that I would they happily could listen bin, to live. They could probably bin the last three albums and and yeah. tag this on. Yeah. This seem this definitely does seem like more of a follow in from a follower on from the indestructible, of indestructible yeah. or, or something like that. Yeah. Definitely. Um yeah, I just I would like them to be more. I want more David Draymond owls. I want more of those. Okay. And I want I want I need him to throw some fucks in there as well. Yeah. Don't throw any fucks in there anymore. He doesn't, do, he doesn't give any fucks. Throw some fucks in, David. I need more aggression from them, like the earlier stuff. Yeah. But I think this is definitely a a a move in the right direction for that. Definitely the best stuff they've done for years. I don't agree with that. I mean I do agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not amazing, but it's all right. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's alright. I, I yeah. had a lovely lovely time. Sat there listening to it. It didn't tax me very much. Um, um, how many Baldy Egghead men are you giving it? At six. Out of six. Mm, 2.8. 2.8? Yeah. That's very low, isn't it? Well, not three. I'll give it three. Okay. I mean, I'm giving it I'm giving it a four. Yeah, I'll give it a three. I'm giving it's it right. a four. It's all right. I'm not... I'm, it hasn't blown my socks off. No. But it hasn't shit my pants either, no. so... Um. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Okay. That was, that was first review of episode two. Tick. I forgot I'd... about the violent tick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to, in- to interrupt this um recording because I'm literally going to piss my pants. Okay. So you could sing to the listeners while I'm urinating. We'll take a short break. Or we'll take, we'll be a, back take a slight after, interval. We'll be back after this word from our sponsors. Oh, welcome back, listeners. Uh, we oh, took a- that was a good urination. I needed that. I also needed that. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are going to move on to our next ablum. Oh, piss balls. I've put my phone in my pocket and I need it. Sorry. Peek behind the curtain. Um Okay, yeah, we're going to move on to our next album, which is the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9... 10th album. 10th, oh, 10th album! Yeah. From the Brighton-based tech metal, metalcore, well, metally pop stars. Well, you, you, they were metalcore. Um, yeah, I don't so... I you can call them that anymore. The, uh, the 10th album from Architects. Um, it's the follow-up to last year's, came out in 2021, for those who wish to exist, um, which was a bit of a departure from the 
sounds that they had sort of been chucking our way on the last on probably three of the greatest fucking metalcore records mm. ever written in like Lost Forever, Lost Together, then All Our Gods, and then Holy Hell, which are just sublime. All great. Um, fucking amazing. Yeah, so For Those Who Wish To Exist was a bit of a move away. Obviously, it was the first album fully recorded with absolutely no input from Tom Searle, their late guitarist. Mm. Um, and this is their their follow-up to it. Yeah. Classic symptoms of a broken spirit. Chris, what did you think? It's a, I found this album hard, a hard one, mm-hmm. because I don't, I don't fully dislike it, mm-hmm. but I feel like I should dislike it more than I do. Okay, so I. I Unfortunately, you know, we were talking about Bring Me the Horizon earlier. It's mm-hmm. kind of <clears throat> followed that path. Um, Those comparisons are going to be everywhere. And I yeah. think actually on, on this occasion, I think they're there for very good reason. Um, you know, and they've and they have dropped, dropped the heavy mm-hmm. that they that they were fucking amazing at. Um, and and they've just seem to have gone with this new sort of more electronic sound and yeah a bit more poppy it's far more radio friendly definitely that's gonna sell and i don't i don't want to like hammer bands that oh we got to create some music so that we sell and we become more popular i mean that's fine but sometimes i think you overdo it and it's almost like in a really obvious way Mm. if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but yeah so i the the direction they've taken does feel a bit disappointing to me Mm. because i've always been an architects fan and and the fact that they're from only from up the road in brighton Mm. um you know it's always been one of them bands that you kind of want to support as well because they're barely local to where we are yeah and i think in in fairness to architects they're one of those bands that for a very long period of time they were really underrated like you know when even when they released um lost forever lost together which was a fucking belting album they weren't playing big venues they weren't playing with big bands they were still playing these fairly small venues and I just didn't think they were getting the, the kudos that they should have done. It wasn't until All Our Gods where obviously that album being such a... I mean, that album's a masterpiece in my opinion, but the situation and the circumstances surrounding that album being so tragic elevated it even more that yeah. it became this point in time. It became this, this kind of... <clears throat> A perfect storm, I suppose, for um, for an album that you know most. You know, you read most most metal magazines and newspapers and anything like that. They like a story. They need a story because you know music. The the biggest albums that you've ever heard generally have a good story behind them, as well yeah. as being fabulous fucking music. And um, 
as tragic as it was, uh, All Our Gods had that. And moving away from that, I think the band have deliberately gone, we're trying to put that behind us. Mm. That was something that happened. We lost somebody who was incredibly close, obviously Dan, the um, drummer, lost his brother. Um, you wouldn't want to hold on to that. And I completely understand why you don't want to just repeat the same sorts of music, sort of music that you yeah. did when your brother slash best friend was in the band who tragically died. So I completely understand the reason that they have changed their sound from a point of view of trying to get closure and trying to continue the band in a different way. Mm. Um, I agree that I don't think it all works. Yeah. I think that when they nail it, it's really fucking good. I do prefer the last album still. I think... Those... I think I think this album to me mm-hmm. it seems very whiny. Mm-hmm. It just like and I don't, I don't know who mixed this album, mm. but I think it sounds not the music, just the sound. It sounds awful. I think um, there's parts of the instrumentals that just sound like static, like you can't even pick it out. It I just th- sounds a mess. I think the difference being is, I, I know, I, it's not until you've said that that, that it's, it's clicked with me, really. But I think over the last three albums, they've used electronics. They've used uh, orchestration, mm. you know, strings and things. But they always sounded like real instruments. Yeah. Like in previous albums, in Holy Hell, there's a fair bit of strings. But it always sounds like real strings. It always sounds like real instruments. Whereas I do agree in this one, everything sounds very processed and very electronic. Yeah, like now, but if if you just stick the headphones on and just like sit down and and just focus on it and listen to it, there is just so much of it that just sounds. It's just not very pleasing to the ear mm-hmm. to listen to. It's you just you can't even make some of it out. It just literally it just sounds like static. A lot of the time. It's interesting. There's a, so they've added a member to the band, at least live. I don't know if he is a proper member of the band or whatever, but I noticed when they were live, they had a keyboard man okay. or like a guy on synthesizers. With, he was basically doing the Jordan Fish from Bring Me the Horizon. Right, yeah. You know, so he's there. He's got the little drum solo, the yeah. drum loop thing yeah. and, and all that. So the comparison, I mean, the, the, the thing that struck me is the comparisons to Bring Me the Horizon are so blindingly obvious. Yeah. And they're going to be there and they can't avoid them because they've steadily got slightly poppier with each release. Yeah. And this to me feels like they're um that's the spirit. Yeah. So it they've they've stepped the last album seemed like they were they're sempaternal basically. They were dipping their toe into that poppier background. Yeah, it was the beginning of the transition. Yeah. And this is like the full-fledged yeah, this feels like yeah. them going, right, guys, that really technical, fast, super aggressive stuff that we used to do, we don't it's not us anymore. We're not yeah. that band anymore. And I've got no real problem with a band going, we're gonna play the music we wanna play because it's what we wanna do. Um I think there's good songs on this, like I said, and I think live they sound beefier. All yeah, I'd songs. imagine they do. I I some some general notes that i've made about the album as an overall mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't it's really hard to describe what's going on like 
the drumming is is just the most boring thing I think I've ever heard. And it's literally the same drum track for every song. Mm. You could literally have the same drum track. It's the same boring. There's just nothing about it at all. There's a lot of bits where it goes 4-4. Four, four. I, I don't necessarily agree, but I don't also disagree. Again, it's one of those things I hadn't really thought about until you said it. Like Because like there's bits... What well, I was listening to... I think it's on Tear Gas or yeah. or Living Is Killing Us. It's one of those two. And there's a bit where the, the drums go sort of double time. And it's in one of the verses. <clears throat> it's just before the, the chorus. And the, the drums go sort of double time. And he's like, you can hear him. He's all over the, the all over the like hi-hats and the, and the cymbals. And I loved it. I thought, that sounds fucking so cool. That like... It's a little bit avenged when mm. the Rev used to go those little all over the kit and smash a shitload of drums. But it, technically it wasn't overly, I'm sure I couldn't do it, but it wasn't like the most technical, difficult drumming I've ever heard. And it's certainly not the most technical, difficult sorts of stuff I've heard from Dan Searle. But that stuck, stood out and maybe that says something, that, that that really stood out in terms of the drumming mm. because I didn't really notice most of the drumming. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I just, you know, I have listened to this album quite a lot because, you know, it came out, you know, quite... When did it come out? Three weeks ago? Or Something like that. Four weeks ago. And so I've had quite a lot of time to listen to it. Mm. And obviously we've only had two days to listen to Disturbed. So mm. I've, I've listened to this quite a lot. And, you know, as I've been listening to it, I've kind of, like, tried to focus on the drumming and focus on the guitars mm. and... And then go back and listen to it and focus on the lyrics and kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, what I got from the drumming was just, it was just, it's just so basic and and boring throughout the whole album, I found. Um, it's funny that you say about Sam's vocals being amazing live. He sounds really nasally on this album to me. I, I, I still really like, I like the way Sam delivers lines i like the way sam sings so i haven't really got a problem with his vocals on this mm. um i don't even mind when he clean sings to be honest nowadays I'm, I'm quite happy with him clean singing um everything is more stripped down everything is more basic everything is more meat and potatoes the, the, which is odd for architects don't get me wrong yeah it's <laughs> I, I one of the worst things i found about this album it's kind of a similar point that you made on the Disturbed album. Mm. I think the lyrics are fucking laughable. I think the lyrics are like they're written by a 10-year-old. It just it sounds stupid to me, a lot of it. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know if, if you got that from it. Um, they certainly don't hit the same way that previous albums have done they don't seem to have the heft and the weight that certain well i'll tell you what i did but then i that i did see an interview and stuff with the band and they were talking about the fact that they're trying not to write music they're trying to make write music that that is fun they're trying to have more fun being a band because 
I think the last few albums, particularly with everything, there's been some really fucking heavy subject matter over the last few albums. Yeah. And I think they're trying to have more fun. The problem with that is that Sam is best. His vocals and his lyrics are... Well, it's not always his lyrics. They used to be Tom's, didn't they? They used to write them. But his voice sounds best and he sounds his most visceral, if you like, when he has a real fucking bit between his teeth about something. Yeah. When he's talking about, like, the, the, you know, because I know they're big, they're all vegan, they're all, like, very militant in about, about like, looking after the planet. Well, they are from Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and looking after the planet and fucking doing your bit and, and things like that. And on, like, the last album, there are bits where he sounds genuinely, like, things like Dead Butterflies on the last album, that's quite poppy. Mm. You know, but there seems the fact that it's not just going the dead butterflies refrain sounds like it means something. It sounds like it's apocalyptic. You know, mm. I suppose the difference being is the last album sent felt like there was a real the whole package felt like there was a real sense of purpose and there was a real sense of like this is the theme of this album. So everything fit together as this one. Thing. And it was almost like a, it wasn't a concept album, but it was almost like, it felt almost like a concept of like a post-apocalyptic world. Mm. Like the world is fucking gone down the drain and everyone's now trying to pick up the pieces. Everyone's suddenly woken up and gone, mm. shit, we've gone too far. It's all fucked. And it really felt like it meant something to him. Whereas this one, it feels a little bit like he's cherry picking things and going, like doom scrolling I quite like the song but it sounds a little bit like he's going oh phones are bad stop it well I I don't know whether there's any truth or not but I read that basically they wrote over 30 songs for the previous for those that wish to exist and this is kind of the leftovers from that album right which would also make sense because you know they're only a year apart and, yeah 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 um so I don't, I don't know if there's any truth to that, and possibly maybe that's a reason why I think that this album is a lot weaker than the previous. And that would make that would make sense. It, in all honesty, that is how this album. That's I wouldn't be surprised because this album very much does sound like a case of oh, we had loads of material left over from the last yeah. session and we've tweaked bits and changed bits and then yeah. we've released it. it. It sounds like that. Yeah. You know, I could see Deep Fake or Tear Gas on the last album. Yeah. There are certain bits. And and I think the first two tracks on this, I really like. Like As an opener, Deep Fake, then Tear Gas are great. I don't mind Deep Fake. I quite like it. When I first heard it, especially the first 45 seconds-ish, mm. I did think, what the fuck is this? Mm. Um, but it does build and it does get better and it is definitely one of the more memorable tracks yeah. on the album. But after I listen to it, I do really think, fucking hell, is this really Architects that I'm listening mm. to? Mm. Tear Gas. I'd heard Tear Gas before the album came out. Yeah. It was on some playlist. And the very first time, and every time I listen to it, I just think, this is Ramstein. It's Sonna. It's the same record. Yeah. Um, but once you get past that intro, I just think, what the hell is this whiny dog shit? Mm. It just, 
like i don't know it just it seems like a bit of a jokey track to me i don't know um i think the choruses i think sam is quite good if i'm honest i i a lot of the choruses i like because i think he's quite good at doing pop choruses and if you think of them as pop choruses not as metal choruses yeah they make more I just, sense I like spit the bone i don't like it the core like it makes me like laugh this. i don't like that song it makes me laugh because it just now we're our cannibals yeah like it just makes me laugh and the the lyrics are just they just seem written by a child. I don't like that song at all. I think I, if it was me, I would have binned that, if I'm honest. It, yeah. I, in the words, in the immortal words of Lars Ulrich's dad, I would delete that. <laughs> Burn um, Down My House I is very different, but I quite like it. Burn Down My House, I've written boring, boring, whiny, whiny, boring, boring. <laughs> what I like about it, what I really like about it is the really fuzzed up guitar bits when it's really slow because it reminds me of grunge it reminds the, me the of fuzzy like, guitar or throughout the whole album i find annoying i don't think sometimes fuzzy guitars work really well mm -hmm. but I, I just i just don't like the sound of it on this album there is one track on this album that is pretty heavy oh yeah I a mean, new moral low ground is yeah, that's all right. Pretty yeah. heavy. It, I mean, yeah. the, and they the, played it live and it sounded fucking heavy. The heaviest track on the album and the by far the best track on the album is the last track, Be Very Afraid. Mm. It's the nearest thing to like the metalcore style mm. on the, on the album. That's it's probably the only track on the whole album that I would stick on a playlist. Yeah. I think maybe oh, this... maybe Deep Fake, but yeah, I, th I think I would listen to more of this album going back than you would. But then I yeah, think yeah. I'm possibly more invested in Architects than you are. Oh, absolutely, without a um, doubt, yeah. And also, I don't have that that sticking point with Bring Me the Horizon that you do. Yeah, I that really, irritates me, yeah. I really like That's the Spirit. I quite like Ammo, you know. Mm. After that, I'm a bit like, eh. But I, I don't, you know, things like, um, what was the fucking song from... Ammo. Mantra. Like, that got massive on the radio. I love that song. Yeah. I fucking listen to that loads. That's on loads of my playlists. I love it. So I've got no real beef with them going... Don't get me wrong. If this is what they want to do, cool. I don't mind if bands want to make stuff that's going to sell or appeal to mm. a wider audience or... It's just it's got to be done well, in my opinion. What It's got to be something that I think sounds good. Do I think that this is an, a good album? I think it's all right. Yeah. I don't think it's their. It's it's nowhere near their best. It's obviously nowhere near the best. Do I think there's songs on it that I like that I would go back to and listen to? Yes. Would I listen to it as a full album all the way through again? No. Mm. Is it as good as the last one? No. No. Do I hope that this is an experiment that they will then relook at yeah. and tweak? Yes. Because yeah. if if they push further... Yeah, you're going to really lose some fans, aren't you? I well, think they, they've already lost a lot of fans. Yeah. If you kind of look around the internet, people are ragging on them quite a bit since the last album. What I loved about the last album, what I really liked, sorry, about the last album, and I loved about Holy Hell, 
and All Our Gods is there were songs on Holy Hell and All Our Gods <clears throat> that could have been on Radio 1. Yeah. But they were still fucking heavy and they were still interesting and intricate and difficult. And, yeah. And even on the last one, there are songs on there that I really liked what they did on the last one because that electronic stuff came in. I thought they used it really well. I think everything sounded big. Yeah. It was yes, it was sort of slightly simplified, but it sounded big. Whereas this doesn't sound big enough. And it I think sounds, maybe it sounds basic to me. I think that's maybe what happened at that gig. Maybe it was a case of because don't when they played Doomsday and when they played stuff from the last album, they played Dead Butterflies at the Biffy gig. Yeah. And it sounded fucking amazing. Like, yes, people were still a bit apathetic, but they were there for Biffy and there was like 60-year-old women all dollied up in there, <laughs> you know, that, like they'd come to watch Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> so, you know. But I'm disappointed in this album, but I don't hate it. I don't fully hate the album. I think it's okay in parts. I've listened to it loads, though. Mm. If I wasn't reviewing it, I probably would have had like one or two listens and then I probably wouldn't ever go back to it. Yeah. Um, and it might sound weird. I think if if this was a, a new band on the scene mm -hmm. and this is their first album they bought out and I listened to it, I'd, I'd probably think, that's not a bad effort. Mm. And I'd probably give it like a solid three out of six. Yeah. Baldy head men, but being the architects and it's album number ten mm. and the music that they did that I love, for me this is a fucking two. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna give it three because I think I like it a bit more than you. Yeah. But I probably would have given the last one a four, and then the three before that would have been. Eight out of six. Yeah. Because they're fucking phenomenal. So I am disappointed, but, um, you know. I just, I just you know, like it is I, what it I listen is. to a lot. I put it on and I'm like, God, is this actually the architects? Like, mm. it's. And I'll tell you now, fucking listen to this and then whack one of their earlier ones on. Mm. And you're like, fucking hell, yeah, this is, actually, this is actually a bit garbage. Yeah. <laughs> what they're doing now. But. I think it's going to cause them to lose fans in the same breath. I think they'll probably gain a lot more fans as well yeah. because it will appeal to a different audience. Yeah. So, you know, it might be the right thing to do for them. And if it irritates 40-something-year-old bulb men, then so be it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, that was our review of the classic symptoms of a broken spirit by Architects. <laughs> so... Let's move on to what we've been listening to, Christoph. Yeah. We have been sat here already for nearly an hour and a half. Have we really? Yeah. Fucking hell. Okay. Would you uh, like to go first? Or I'll go first, mate, if you like. Did yeah. you go first last time? I don't know. Uh... Oh, you did with your fucking E17 bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go first. And this is going to be relatively short and sweet. Which probably not a bad thing to have been rabbiting on yeah for yeah so we've long. gone on a bit but okay so the album i've picked comes from a band that revolutionized oh. and dominated the goth metal genre 
goth metal. Oh, well, I am already and so pleased. one of my favourite bands from when I was a teenager. It's Typo Negative. Um, growing my interest in bands around the heavy metal banner and subgenres. Yeah. You know, this is this is something that stood out for me back then. Mm-hmm. Um, formed in Brooklyn, New York, back in 1989. Fucking hell. After breaking up with his previous thrash metal band, Carnivore, oh. Peter Steele, along with his childhood friends, formed his new band, Repulsion. <laughs> Due to legal problems with another band of the same name, they renamed to Sub-Zero. Like, get over here. Yeah, the band didn't like that name either. They didn't think it sounded very metal. So final name change, and so was born Typo Negative. <laughs> Called it. Um, typo Negative was Peter Steele's vision of a change in direction from previous work, taking a much darker, doomier, gothic path to get his message across. Mm. Previous band Carnivore, they were quite thrashy and quite manic. Mm. Um, ever listened to Typo? No, not really. No? Uh, from my personal point of view, the first two albums released by Typo, typo Negative aren't really for me. They're, they're more manic thrashy sort of tone um and supposedly the material written for the first album slow deep and hard was was actually written for the band carnival before they split up ah, okay um so the sound is very similar to carnival i have listened to carnival um and sort of bits of it is all right but i'm not really a huge mm. a huge fan of it so, brushing past the first two albums, it's at that stage that Typo Negative really found their niche. Um, so, then came, in my opinion, an absolute trilogy of masterpieces. 1993's Bloody Kisses, 1996, October Rust, and 1999's World Coming Down. Um, October Rust was my first introduction into Typo Negative, Um after seeing my girlfriend's girlfriend's video on VH1. Mm-hmm. That's how old I am. VH1, fucking hell. Um, however, Bloody Kisses is the album that defined Typo Negative as we came to know them. So that's the album I'm talking about mm. on here. Have you ever listened to that at all? No. Really? No. Why Bloody oh. Kisses? Is he kissing the, the bit? The, the... Well, there's a lot of... Uh, you need to listen to the album, really. Yeah, to yeah, understand whether he is... Because there's a lot of... Um... Boofery. Yeah, I would say filth. Innuendo and... Yeah. Um... The album is not just a great collection of songs, but also intros and interludes um, play a, a significant role in the progression of the album. Um... And and setting the tone for the gothic tomb do, tomb doom type tomb band doom. that 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 type negative had become at this point, um, it's the sort of album that you listen to, and you you can like imagine what's going on, hmm. like it's really atmospheric. 
Like if you just sat in a room and listened to the album, you you can picture things going on in your mind. Yeah, like through through the fire and flames by Dragon Force. Whenever I listen to that, I can picture like unicorns on speed. Can you? Mm-hmm. If if I were to listen to that song, I can just picture me and you stood in front of a screen playing Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on no, we went on speed. Actually, um, on rum, which was why we were terrible at it. Yeah, and the, and the first song on the album, Christian Woman, that's a really good example of something that you just you listen to and you can just picture things going on. Um, there's 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 loads and loads of really good tracks on the album. Um, I won't like talk about all the tracks individually, um, but Black Number One, potentially one of the greatest songs type of negative of ever released mm. absolutely amazing christian woman bloody kisses blood and fire and they do a cover of um seals and Crofts summer breeze oh, have you ever heard that no it's it's fucking brilliant he's got a very deep voice hasn't he I don't yeah know. it is it's absolutely he's brilliant a big man he's a huge he's man. a big man yeah he's a he very a big, big man. man he's now a dead man was a very big man um there is a couple of tracks on the album that i'm not a fan of um, there's one on there called We Hate Everyone and there's one on there called Kill All The White People. Well, that's why you don't like it. Um, they were telling you they didn't like you. Yeah. Uh, and they are more if, a, they if, are more akin to the If my favourite previous... band wrote a song called Piss Off Chris, I don't think I'd like it. <laughs> um, yeah, they just sort of have a bit of a... more of a thrashy, manic sound like with their previous stuff. Um so it's kind of the only thing I can really pick off the album that I don't mm. don't particularly like. Um, but the, aside, aside from the 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 songs themselves, the the thing about this album is just the sheer quality of the production, mm-hmm. the sound. It's just every single note of every single instrument and every single lyric is just perfectly balanced and audible like the the overall sound they've just managed to capture mm. is brilliant and they they produced the album themselves mm. um it's it's just really thick and heavy and like his dong there's yeah like his dick <laughs> and there's there's just so much depth to it it's just a again <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i just think the fact they produced it themselves is is just a huge testament to to how good they were. Mm. I actually think I read somewhere um, when I was sort of reading up about the band that um, the the record label actually sent recordings of this album out to other bands that's to say this is how you need to record your album. This is like the the... This is like the blueprint. Yeah, this is like what you need to do. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, without a doubt, one of the finest metal albums ever written. I think. Mm. Um, and they're one of my favourite bands. And I did get to see them live once, fortunately. Um, before he popped his clogs, he was only forty-eight when he died. Mm. Yeah, I knew he was young. Um, but then, if your dong is that big, then it does require a lot of strain on your heart <laughs> yeah yeah that and the drug use oh <laughs> oh no um yeah so 
so that, that, that's kind of my uh, that's the album I've been sort of stuffing in my luggles in the last sort of week and a half two weeks and it was nice to revisit it because mm. it's something I used to listen to a lot mm. um, and you know I, I fucking love Type Negative and it's not obviously a band that's that's been gone for over a decade now and mm. so it's not the sort of thing you really hear about a lot anymore yeah um, but they they fucking really were fantastic. I think they they sold over a million copies of that. I think it went platinum that album. They're one of those bands that I've always gone. You really should listen to that. Yeah. You really should listen to them. I hear so many people bang on about them, and I and I always go, I really should listen to them, and then I don't. I I, I give this album a mm. just it is a, a six out of six. I think it is a masterpiece of an album. Bloody Nora. Um, but if no, I, sorry, bloody kisses. If I had to be picky, I. I think October Rust is my ultimate favourite mm. type of negative album. Uh, but I thought I'd I'd sort of talk about Bloody Kisses because it was their first one yeah. of where they really... Define their sound. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if you, you listen to this and then you listen to the, the first two albums, it's just... It's not the same band. It's bloody night and day. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my... What I've been listening to this week and get your fucking luggles around that. But you probably won't because I bet you haven't listened to I Prevail. I haven't. No. I have downloaded it. Have you? Yeah. Need to listen to it. It's on my Spotify. Just rewind slightly. I kind of felt like the architects, I didn't mention this, I kind of felt like the architects are kind of trying to go down more for that route. You felt felt there's some similarities with that? I felt there's some similarities with that. I should listen to it. But I thought, but not... But not in an interesting way, right? Like honestly, that I went, I went back and listened to that I Prevail album after listening to Architects, and mm. there's no comparison. That I Prevail album is a thousand times better than that Architects album. Okay, I'll have to go and listen to it now. Yeah, you said that because it. that'll be interesting. I'll listen to it on my way home. We all, well, listen to it. Me, we all, man. Okay, so that's me. What's you got? What's you got? Okay, so cast your minds back Uh-oh. to 1996. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm actually joking. I'm only having a fucking laugh. So there was loads of stuff, to be honest, that I was going to bring in. I was going to talk about an album by a band called Steak, which is fucking brilliant, called yep. Acute Mania, that I've loved this year. Um, then I was going to do a Biffy album, because Biffy fucking impressed me so much. Um, then I was going to talk about Devin Townsend's new album Lightwork because yeah. I started listening to that. That is fucking mental. I've not listened to that actually. It's really fun. It's just it's poppy. Yeah, it's very odd. Uh, it's very. Town- he Devin was Townsend. he was headlining Bloodstock, and I, to be fair, I only caught about half of it as well. It's re- it's well worth listening to. It yeah. genuinely is. It's, it, I had a lot of fun with it, but it's very odd. Um, but anyway, what I thought I would do is I brought in an album that. I've listened to a fuckload since it came out, which came out 2021. So I think it came out in like April 2021, something like that. Uh-huh. It, what nudged my memory of it was the this band have just re-released the album, but a fully instrumental version. Okay. Which is, they did the same thing with their first album. So, and those of you who are listening that might have listened to previous uh, pods that I've done will know that that first album that 
that came out in 2018, I think it was, was like second on my top 20 albums of that year. Okay. <clears throat> so I've been listening to Mole. Oh. So their album Diorama, which came out 2021, as I said. Uh-huh. It is fucking brilliant. It is such... I mean, they are fucking superb. I saw them at... Um, now, I suppose I should tell people what Mole are or who Mole are. They are a Danish black gaze band. So they mix kind of post-rock with... So they mix the kind of post-rock stuff like Caspian or And So I Watch You From Afar with Satyricon, like, and black metal. Uh-huh. So they do a very similar thing to the likes of uh, Death Heaven. If you if you know Death Heaven, I don't. So Death Heaven are kind of like the leading light, or supposed to be the leading light in this kind of music. Or Alcest, do you know Alcest? No, mate. The, <laughs> yeah. la- the last Alcest album, Spiritual Instinct, is a fucking blinder. Absolutely amazing album. Um, the thing with Mole that really got to me, listening to the first album, which was called Yord, and this one, obviously Diorama. What I love about them is all of those bands that do this black gaze thing, they take the post-rock element and they really go, we need to do the post-rock bit, which is make eight-minute songs. So we're going to do this whole journey and we're going to have little chunks of black metal stuffed in it. What Mole do is they take that, so they take the catchiness of like, almost like, that you can hear when you listen to Mole, you can hear like the jangly kind of guitar chords that you'd get in like Britpop and things like that, or or like uh you know sort of uh in like slightly odd quirky indie band like you you can hear the Pixies, you can hear Radiohead, you can hear all those things like the softer melodic type stuff, and then you get these blasts of fucking wintry blizzard like he- like heavy black metal. But they do it in four and a half minutes. So the song structures, they do all of these things and they chop and change. They go back and forth and back and forth. And it never feels like quiet bit, loud bit, quiet bit, loud bit for the sake of just mm. mashing them together. They sound like a complete song. Um, but each one of them sounds like a real little journey because that's kind of the point of this stuff is to sound like you've gone on like a journey. All of them sound like a real definitive little journey. But they do it in three and a half, four minutes. Like they're in and out. You have wonderful fucking time. The guitar in is superb on it, like regardless of whether they're doing this sort of jangly kind of beautiful bits. They are equally beautiful and scary as fuck at the same time. <laughs> and they do both bits really brilliantly. A lot of the lot of these bands do one or the other better. Yeah. They seem to be able to do both equally as well. And their singer has got like he only sings in black metal vocals. So it's fully screamed yeah. all of the time there are now and again on on this album there's a couple of songs where they've got um and in the last one like female kind of ethereal female vocals like uh-huh. floating over the top of stuff but generally it is full on if they're singing in it it's full on like um and uh like you see them live i saw them at um arc tangent um 2019 i think he sings like a black metal singer, but he's, he's he seems like the way he acts, his stage presence is that of like a hardcore singer. He is fucking 
on and off the stage. He's in people's faces. He's really fucking aggy. <laughs> it's they are superb live. This is a massive step up as well. I think <laughs> this album. What they did on Jord <clears throat> was fucking phenomenal, but sounded very much like somebody's first first album. It sounded like yeah. an, an amazing first album, but this sounds tweaked, refined, tighter, more. Everything seems more purposeful. It's fucking superb. This is like, well, both their albums for me are six eggs out of six. Yeah, it oh. is. Chef's kiss from me. Cool. Hmm. Yeah. I might. I'm sure I have listened to Mole, but maybe I just I haven't really put any effort into listening to it. If you know what mm. I mean. So I might have to re- I've, revisit that. I've I've liked stuff like that more and more over the last few years because when I'm sitting down and I've got nothing to do or I've got stuff I need to do, if you know, sat on a laptop or whatever, yeah, I will find myself listening to more post rock and more um not more longer form kind of yeah like softer gentler type stuff and they hit both barrels for me because i get that little blast of metal up my scrotum but i also get like somebody stroking my back and saying it's all right it's (laughs) nice and warm okay yeah sweet that's mold diorama listen to it you pig fuckers yeah (laughs) i don't know why i've called people pig fuckers Oh, right. Awesome. So that's what we've been listening to. It is, yeah. Brilliant. So are we moving on to our our feature? For feature? The feature. Yeah, the guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. Was that the jingle or? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of intrigued to find out what your guilty pleasures are, although... Based on the seventeen thing, I probably already know. Well, this is the thing. This was what was difficult for me, if I'm completely honest. Getting straight into it was, I don't feel guilty about most of the music I listen to. No, I like I, some shit music. I don't feel. Right about that. I don't feel guilty about the things I listen to, but I suppose they're guilty pleasures in terms of we're supposed to be fucking metalheads. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do, and. As a result, what I have done to... There was one thing that stuck out to me, obviously. There was an album that just hit me in the side of the head like, well, that is clearly a guilty pleasure. I'm not going to... I'm not going to tell everyone on a podcast that I love it, obviously, because I lose some credibility with some people. Some people would absolutely go, yes, indeed. But it just struck me as, oh, well, that's obvious. And the other ones, I couldn't think of full albums or full, like, bands that I would genuinely go, like, Backstreet Boys. I love Backstreet Boys. I don't give a shit who knows that I love Backstreet Boys. So I thought, well, there's no point talking about them. No. So what I've See, actually I mean, done there's is... any shit like that. I don't like anything like that. Never no. have done. No, I know you don't. So what I've done is I have an album that I definitely know would be classed as a guilty pleasure. Uh-huh. And then I've looked at my... As you know, because I did it when I turned out. I've looked at my Spotify wrapped from 2021. I could go back further, but quite honestly, there's a few tracks on here that I must have listened to a hell of a lot. One of which is quite embarrassing, if I'm completely honest. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) Go on then, hit us with it. What, with that song or? Yeah, or whatever. Okay. I'm going to talk about the album first then. Okay, that's fine, because then I'll do an album. Fab. So the album that struck me is, well, this class is a guilty pleasure, but I think it's fucking brilliant, and I listen to it 
reasonably often. I, in fact, I listened to it yesterday when I was cooking with the kids. Uh, is the greatest show- showman soundtrack. Uh-huh. It's fucking amazing. Uh-huh. It is amazing. It's an amazing film. Yeah. It's got some bangers on that album. Uh-huh. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. oh, it, it yeah, I gives... don't fully dislike it. Like, obviously, I've heard it a lot because the kids play it and whatever. Like, but it's it's certainly not something I enjoy. Or even like the slow ones. Or even like the ballady bits. Like the tightrope and all that song. It's all lovely. Okay. It's brilliant. Mm. Fair enough. Hearing Hugh Jackman going, From now on. (laughs) It just sends little electrical shocks up my rectum. Yeah, no, I get that for the people that enjoy that. I, so, do you know what? It annoys me that I like it so much because my little brother said... Is that the sort of thing that you would just put on on your own, though? Yeah. You just put it on on your own? In the car. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was my top album of 2020 on Spotify Wrapped. Was there? Yeah, I didn't share that with everyone. I usually take a photo of it like everyone else does and go, hey, look what I've been listening to, guys. I'm the coolest cunt because I've been listening to whatever it is. And it was various artists, the greatest showman soundtrack, and I was like... Definitely not sharing this year. <laughs> okay. Well, good one. You got that off your chest? I've, I'm more proud of myself now than I ever have been. Um, so my first album yeah. that I've got here, this could be a surprise. It's definitely out, out of fucking left field. Right. This is the album Heart of Stone by Cher. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. This album, the whole album, every track on this album is fucking wow. Have you ever listened to this album? Of course you haven't. It is banger after banger after banger. Turn back time. Yes, please, Cher. I hate turn back time. Jesse James, just like Jesse James. Fucking give it to me, Cher. Lovely. I hate turn back time. Turn Back Time is the it's, tune. I, I hate there is it. There's a song on this album called You Wouldn't Know Love and it is the greatest sing-along chorus ever. It's fantastic. I Every think, track on this album is I brilliant. think what's happened with that song is it's the title is actually You Wouldn't Know, comma, Love and that is in response to Cher going... Have you ever listened to good music and someone's gone, you wouldn't know, love? This album, you don't you don't know. She knows. I know. You don't know. This album is fucking brilliant. Her... Every track on the album is great. Have you ever, but have you ever listened? Not like the new uh, fucking 2000s poppy shit. I mean the old shit. When they had fucking a band and guitars and drums and things. When she had the really high fishnets and yeah. the... Like the, the leather jacket, leather. Well, she had the leather pant thing on as well. I think that might look... actually might actually be wearing that on the cover of the album. I think she is. It looks like she's absolutely being cheese grated internally. Honestly, I literally want to sing it now. It's now it's bringing back memories. It's it's brilliant. Mm. Every song is brilliant. Mm. Mm. Okay. We're not enjoying each other's guilty pleasures at the moment, are we? I think that's why they're guilty pleasures. And I think that's why this was a fucking terrible idea. <laughs> I, I, I okay, definitely along can't... with that. Well, you know, listeners, 
fucking dig out share heart of stone and fucking play it loud and learn the words and right. sing along and you will enjoy life much more than you're enjoying it right now listeners i'm going to put a poll up on the social media the social media um i'm going to put a poll up greatest showman soundtrack or share shit on life or whatever it's called <laughs> Heart of Stone. Sorry. Heart of Stone. Heart of Stone. I'm going to put a... And you well, guys can... Yeah but, yeah, but everyone knows The Greatest Showman. No, everyone's going to know Share Heart of Stone. Okay, I'll put a poll up. Well, stop talking about putting polls up, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's because her trousers are so tight down there. It's just got me thinking about it. Mm. Awful. I mean, yeah, I'm pleased... It's not you awful. Like... You can't say it's awful because you haven't even listened to this album. No, that's right. I'm pleased... Yeah, if it knock down your door. I can't help it. I can't help it. I'll keep wanting to burst into song. I'm glad you like it. Oh, I'm going to put it on in a minute. Yeah, all right. I'm leaving. Um, uh, you got any... something else for me? Loads of stuff, mate. Loads, <laughs> of, stuff. Loads of stuff. All right, well, um, I'll go on to the one that you already know about. But apparently, this, this says to me guilty pleasure because I have no fucking idea what was wrong with me in the year of 2021 that on my Spotify wrapped at the end of the year I was listening to enough of this song that it popped up of all the songs of all the music in the world in 2021 that I was listening to I seemed to desperately want to listen to The Spin Doctors Two Princes I like that I love the song I, what was I doing? I don't know. I mean, that's slightly peculiar that that is potentially your most listened to song last year. That is slightly weird. But I'm not... You could argue it's a guilty pleasure. But I like that. I like the song. I mean... I'm, I'm, I have the album. I've got the album on CD somewhere. I'm more baffled than I am guilty, I suppose. Yeah. But I it is just, a peculiar one. I wonder what was going on in my life at that point that I felt that I needed I spin doctors. Did you get the vid? Uh, I had that this year. <laughs> um, yeah, so Two mm. Princes by Spin Doctors. Okay, yeah, good one. Could have picked Charles and Eddie, but... Hey, are you going to make a Spotify playlist out of all these like you did with the Halloween songs? I can do. And then people can get their lug holes around share because yeah. they need that. Okay. Everyone needs that. All right, then. Honestly, put the album on. You will not regret it. My next album. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a band mm. that I've loved since I had their first album on cassette. In the early days of me listening to whatever I was listening to. Yeah. The album Joyride by Roxette. Oh, God. Stop saying, oh, God, every time I say something. I've loved Roxette since then, back in the early 90s. It's a fucking fantastic album. Every track is really good on the album. Is it? Yep. Yeah, the title track in particular is Splendid. Yeah. Hot-Blooded, What a Tune, Fading Like a Flower. Want that from the Mario Brothers movie? How the fuck would I know that? I don't know. It's, it's a great album. Every song on the album is great. There's a song on there called... Do you get excited? And fucking hell, yes, I do. Not by that, I don't. When I listen to that song, I do get excited. Very excited. I, I like driving to that album. Fucking blare it out. Sun, sun shining, windows down, loud as fuck. 
Brilliant. Roxette. Yeah, you cannot knock Roxette. I think I liked Joyride when I was 10. It's a good album. I, Get it back in you. <laughs> Get it all up inside you it and enjoy never, it. It was never in me. <laughs> it, it never lived in me. Yeah, it needs to. Get it inside you and enjoy it. I don't know if I will. <laughs> oh. um, okay. Go on then. What's your next guilty pleasure? I'm going to save the best for last. I'm saving my best for last. When I say best, I mean worst. Um, oh, I, I mean best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um, uh, so, something that I also noticed that over the years, over the last six or seven years of Spotify Wrapped, that I consistently listen to quite a lot, which I never was, I was never embarrassed about it at the time, in the early 2000s. Um, but now I look back and I go, you probably shouldn't still be listening. Particularly, listen to, I actually have listened to this artist recently, and lyrically, his message is is really quite dodgy like he's quite a nice he's quite a not nice man was this jimmy savile's greatest hits yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like the song touch me <laughs> no um it's jar rule jar rule jar rule i listen to more jar rule than i should do i don't know why i he wasn't my favorite rapper at the time i, I like I like that early 2000s hip-hop stuff. Yeah, like, so I've never really been into that. Yeah. I didn't sort of used to mind a bit of Wu-Tang Clan. and Yeah, Wu-Tang are very different. Like, um, Wu-Tang but... are great. Like, what I'm talking about is the, the early to mid-2000s hip-hop, after, yeah. so post-50 Cent, where everything got... Very shit. <laughs> the only I don't I can honestly say I don't think I've ever listened to any Jar Rule. The only thing that I like that Jar Rule's been in was that movie he did with Steven Seagal. Uh, Half past dead. No, he yeah. did Cradle to the Grave. No, that was DMX. Cradle to the Grave's a banger. Half past dead is that? Yes, yeah. is that a film? Steven Seagal, yeah. Fuck me. Brilliant. Hey, have like... you right? Oh my god, have you ever listened to Steven Seagal's music? No, I right. haven't. Right, homework for every single person listening, including Chris. If you listen to nothing else, if you take nothing from this podcast, you have to go and listen to Steven Seagal. He has a song called... Come the, on, Steven. The only... um, like I like a lot of the early Steven Seagal movies, but in recent years, the only thing I find entertaining about Steven Seagal is... Um, watching videos of him run on YouTube. Right, yes. It's the most hilarious thing ever. Is hilarious. Listen to the song Strut. It is okay. from his album from 2004 called Songs from the Crystal Cave. It is possibly one of the most offensive and fucking hilarious songs I've ever heard. Steven Seagal uses, just as a little... I'm I'm just going to give you a little bit of an advert for it. Just We've to... gone off on a tangent here, haven't we? But oh, carry mate, on. It's so, <laughs> worth, it's so worth it, honestly, when you listen to it. It's cultural appropriation gone horribly wrong. Um, he uses the word punani. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's not the worst bit of the song. Maybe either. we should bring punani back. 
I think Steven Seagal's on it. Okay. But listen to Strut by Steven Seagal. Yeah. It is hilarious. Okay. Utterly hilarious. If you don't find it hilarious, I will cheese grate my nutsack. Okay. Interesting. Namaste. Awesome. I can't believe we just went off on one about Steven Seagal. Sorry, I just had to. Because it popped into my head, I tell people about that song probably twice a month. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, and you, you and, and watching videos of Steven Seagal running on YouTube, also incredibly entertaining. So if you get a spare five minutes, it's just funny. watch videos of that fucking dickhead run. He's such a prick as well. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, moving on. My next guilty pleasure, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure you could call this a guilty pleasure, is Tina Turner. Okay, no. Oh, I'm... you stop yourself from doing a oh god then. Well, uh, no, because I respect Tina Turner. I, I am a. I'm not like a huge Tina Turner fan. What era of am, Tina Turner are we talking? Uh. So, like the. Are we talking? Golden Earth. No, but like, <laughs> what what year did the album Foreign Affair come out? Like, you know, Steamy Window, Simply the Best, and all them, all them behaviours. Okay. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not a massive, huge Tina Turner fan. I'm a greatest hits Tina Turner fan. Yeah. I like all of them. A fair weather. I do like some of the older ones, Nutbush, yeah. City Limits, and all Tune that, that all that behaviour. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've I've always liked Tina Turner. Mm. She and, can sing. Yeah, she can sing. Yeah. Um, so and that... I like the fact that she's always got that kind of power stance, like her legs yeah, yeah. are always si- her feet are always yeah. six feet wide. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why. I don't know what she's preparing for. Stability. <laughs> just, just in stability. case there's a big gust. <laughs> stability, just in case. Oh no, I was going to say. I'm not going to say it. Just, no, I'm not going to say it. Move on. Oh, <laughs> you know what I was going to say? No. Oh, okay. In case there's a big gust. Stability. Were you going to say something? Stability in case, like, yeah, she's bracing herself. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> constantly in a position of brace. Was brace. She... I don't want to lose. <laughs> but if she is, she's taking the wrong tack because her legs are usually like on the same um, plane. Mm. Like she needs to have one foot in front of the other because yeah. that, that's. Anyway, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna school Tina Turner on brace position. I'm sure she's done it plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, so Tina Turner, that's one of mine. Okay, you're gonna hate this, and I hate myself for liking this song. This is my other half fault. Right. Okay. She loves this song. Like, yeah. unironically loves this song. <laughs> and I sort of started liking it ironically. Because mm. I thought, oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. I'll join in. When she put it on, I'd be like, yeah, I'll join in. It's nice that we both... What do you mean you'll join in? Well, <laughs> I'd have a little sing song. I'd be a bit silly, have a little dance or whatever. You know, the kids would dance as well. And it would just be all... And it was always played quite ironically. And I did that. And then when I came to marathon training, I was like, I need a song that gets me just moving and keeps me going and stuff. And uh-huh. I don't want to use the word inspires me because this song <laughs> doesn't. I don't want to say it. Oh, I feel like I'm going to cry. Um, it doesn't inspire me. But 
I did find it quite useful when I was marathon training. Mm-hmm. Because it gave me energy. Okay. I feel like it gave me energy. <laughs> what is there? Uh, this is something you actually like. Well, I kind of and listen to. I kind of can't deny that because it's still on the playlist and I have listened to it since. Right. So I can't deny that I don't like it because I've listened to it. Yeah. Why would I listen to something I don't like unless I'm masochistic and I hate myself, which I don't and I don't know. <clears throat> but it's a song called No Regrets, and it's by former Endubs members. Happy. It's quite good. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> it's it's quite good. There is definitely something wrong with you. It's quite good. Mm. It's quite good. It's okay. quite catchy. <laughs> it's quite catchy. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's catchy me. in the same way that a virus is catchy. But... Oh, my goodness. Dappy. Oh, God. Well, I hope you. I don't want to do you, this again. I hope you feel pretty bad about yourself. I I feel awful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I can look you in the eye. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, my... I feel like I need to text my mum. <laughs> yeah. My last. My last. <laughs> Just to apologise. My last guilty pleasure is Paul Young. Ah, oh, yeah. That's you like right. Paul Young? Paul Young's all right. So, every time you go away, yeah, that's potentially one of my favourite songs ever. Right. Um, but he's got loads of great tunes. Mm. Wherever I lay my hat. Yeah. Um, he does one. He's got one called "I'm Gonna Tear Your Playhouse Down." Have you heard that? Yeah, he was it's actually talking about a playhouse as well. I love that tune. Um, There's no metaphor in that. That was just a threat. That was, <laughs> um, love of the common people. Like he's got loads of great songs, and I fucking I fucking love listening to Paul Young. I don't mind Paul Young. And um, that song, every time you go away, it reminds me of one of my favourite movies, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm. It's like at the end of that movie, mm-hmm. um, and we sort of. Throughout the camping season, we quite often go camping with um, with our friends, Faye and Justin. Oh, it's Justin's birthday today, by the way. Ah. So, Justin, a.k.a. Beastie, happy birthday, mate. Bon anniversary. I think he's 66 or 67 today, something like that. Quel est le date ton yeah. anniversaire? I think he's 51 or something. They all really enjoyed me saying he was 66. Oh. Um, anyway, so we go camping with those guys a lot. And um, we always have the Bluetooth speaker on with music on, you know, and we listen to all sorts. They're massive Alter Bridge fans, um, you know, Metallica, Seven Dust, Justin Love Seven Dust, um, whatever. But like at night when mm. we're just all getting ready to go to bed, I, I always stick on every time you go away, literally. That's the going to bed song. Ah. So we all sit around the campfire and listen to that, much to their disgust. Yeah. Uh, and we gotta make them listen to it. And then we go, okay, good night. We can go to bed now. Oh, that's quite nice. <laughs> that's quite a nice story. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's my guilty pleasures. Ah, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. What about <laughs> you? Is that all yours, Dan? I, I'll got be honest with you. I don't... No, I, you I... can't get any more horrific than Dappy, can you? So. Oh, that's quite something, that is. I didn't think you could top E17, but apparently you can. I, I, 
I honestly didn't think I could stoop so low. <laughs> I've, I've, ash- I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> I will make a and pledge. Rightfully so, you should be. I'm making a pledge to every listener that mm. I will be better from this moment forward. I will be better. Okay. That's a Chris Juan promise. Okay, so well, that's that then, mate. That is that is that episode two. Episode two, tick. <laughs> we just need to <laughs> need to let our uh, six point three million listeners listen know about what we're gonna what we're gonna do review next time round. Next yeah. time round. What they can look forward to in the near future, because <clears throat> we have a, a bit of an announcement as well of something that will come after. Yeah, our next episode. Um, so we got um the the albums we're going to review on on next month's show. Uh, it's a band called Dead Cross. Mm-hmm. And their new album, too. Do you want to just explain who Dead Cross are a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so Dead Cross are a sort of side project um, uh, or a super group, if you like. Um, not that they would like that. So it's basically, it's... Um, uh, what's his fucking name? Chappy McChap from <laughs> Faith No More. Yeah. Can't remember his name for some unknown reason. Mike... Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Always watching Wazowski. (laughs) It's um, it's Mike Wazowski from Faith No More and uh, Dave Lambretta from from Slayer. Yeah, so that we're going to review their new album. Yeah, um, uh, it's a sort of thrash side project. Yeah, that could going. be quite good. Um, and um, very exciting for this mm. one. So it's a bit of um, to be fair, both these albums are out already, but it's a bit of yeah. slim pickings between now it, and this, now and this time of the year. Yeah, this time of the year, all the albums slow down. Um, so. so the uh, the second album we're going to um, review also very divisive. <clears throat> Indeed. The new, sure, it's a banger. I'm sure it's, yeah. Get Rolling by Nickelback. We're doing it. We're doing it, guys. I am not, personally, one of these people who just slate Nickelback. I quite like a lot of early Nickelback. I like Burn It to the Ground. Yeah. The song. So, yeah, they're, the, they're your ones we're uh, reviewing for you next week. Yeah. Plus, obviously, next, we'll have... Not next week. Not right? next week, next month. <clears throat> next month, yes. Um Plus, obviously, you know, what we, we've been listening to. Yep. So... And well. our little feature for next time round, seeing as we'll be well into December by that point, yeah. is going to be our top Christmas songs. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell, singer, jingle ring. Yeah. Uh, something and something, something, yeah. It's not Christmas yet. Stop. It's it's fucking is in my house. Anyway. The tree so, is up, the lights are on, we are Christmas go here. We would love your thoughts and feelings about anything that was discussed on this episode. If you've got a particularly strong opinion of the Architects album or the Disturbed album... Or if you just want to... Yeah, I, I could... would like to hear some other opinions on the Architects album yeah, 100%. in particular. Or if you I just want to... I don't know if I'm just in the minority or... 
yeah, it'd be interesting. Get get a hold of us on the socials, or um, so we are at uh, at Stonebowl Crazy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, or you can email us at stonebowlcrazy at gmail dot com. Yay! Um, Website. And we've got the website. Uh, which I updated this month. Which has been updated and it looks spectacular, oh, which yeah. is... Uh, Stoneboldcrazy.co.uk. .co.uk. Yeah. So you can contact us, eat any of them. We'd really like to know what you think of any of the albums and anything we've discussed. Or if you just want to get in touch and say that you also secretly love Dappy, um, then do that. In your dreams, pal, <laughs> in your dreams. <laughs> yeah, just quickly, before we sign off, hmm. we're going to be doing a little special mm, episode special. yeah so gonna have the the sort of the christmas episode come out next month towards yeah. the end of you know just before christmas i'd imagine and then our maybe... little gift to you we will be sending a little gift down your tube <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't... so on christmas morning you will be able to open your favourite podcast listening device and you will be able to find a brand new special from Stone Bowl Crazy where we are going to do our top albums of this year. Yeah. And we'll do top 10. Top 10 albums of this year and a little award ceremony. Yeah, we're going to do uh, the Stone Bowl Crazy Awards. Yeah, the inaugural. Inaugural awards. That's, yeah. So. Yeah. We'll... Uh... I think we'll probably have five or six categories. and Yeah, I think what we'll do is prior to that, I will put up the categories and, um, I, you know, on the social media stuff and you guys can comment. We might get some polls going. Yeah, yeah, yeah you love a poll, don't I you? love a poll. Graham poll. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> May poll. Um, anyway, we'll do that and then you guys can give us some feedback and see what we might do a listener's poll as well. So, uh, Sorry, a listener's um, award as well. So... You guys can vote on various different thingies. So that Ooh. might be a nice way. We'll have my pick, Chris's pick, and your pick. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Cool. So thank you very much for listening. Obviously, hit us up on all social media or the website or the uh, Gmail. Um, we will see you again next month, as we say here at the end of every episode of Stone Bowl Crazy. <laughs>